ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to what is now the seventh episode of the Tell Them About That podcast. Today I'm joined by one of my favorite human beings that walks this planet Earth, the one, the only, Matt Pear. Matt, how are you doing today, man? I am doing all right, man. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here. <laughs> I've been listening the past, you know, seven weeks, and um, it's really great. Love what you're doing here. Yeah, man, you're a loyal fan. I love hearing from you, getting a text message. and you, it, It's a difference, right? I, I, and I appreciate anybody that gives me any feedback. But there's a difference between just saying, hey, man, listen to the podcast. It was really good. But you will come to me with references from that specific podcast. Oh, and I know you're not lying. Yeah, Mrs. Morningstar taught me well. Yeah, you got to <laughs> listen to it. That's right. Absolutely. Man, I forgot about Mrs. Morningstar. Just prove we got so much to talk about today. But, uh, <laughs> but let, let's kick things off here. By uh, by just asking, man, how's the family been? How how's everything been going with them? Um, well, I got to tell you, the early part of January was rough. Really, so my aunt's living with us, um, and they're all working, and um, she came. She works with old people, mm-hmm. and some old guy that she was working with was diagnosed with uh, coronavirus. Okay, and we're like, oh shoot, man. So then she started feeling sick. Right. Everyone started feeling sick. I didn't feel sick, and my sister didn't feel sick, and we were the only ones in the house that didn't feel sick. So we had quarantined everyone off. Yeah. Um, everyone got coronavirus except for me and my sister. Wow. Um, Samantha, and um, that was wild. Um, got really sick, so that was bad. But everyone's yeah. fine now. Right. Praise that's great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everyone's doing good. JP's good. He's about to make his confirmation. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, everybody's doing really good, man. That's really good. And the thing is, man, about, about your family, right? It's almost like a small village just all got cord, got COVID because of how many there are of you guys. So, yeah, it's like wildfire, man. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure, man. But it just shows. I mean, thankfully, you guys are all right and everybody's all right and healthy back kicking it, you know. But yeah. it just shows how dangerous this, this virus can be and how quickly it could spread. It really is. But uh, so, man, so you just you didn't get sick. huh? You just or do you think maybe you had it and just didn't feel any symptoms? I'm just superior. No, I got tested multiple times, too. Really? So I just I'm superior, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it ain't felt different. Man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, also, and I'm uh, I'm curious because I haven't checked up with you on this in a while, but uh, you also had a new addition to the family, correct? With a with a little puppy dog. Oh, yes. The puppy dog, Bo. Yep. Yeah. He's doing all right. He's a German shepherd. He's coming up on a year now, I think February 18th. Really? When this airs, he'll be he'll be one year old. Wow, that's crazy, man. Because it seems like just yesterday you put, picked up that dog. Yeah, he's about 80, 90 pounds now. He's a, he's a big boy. He's a big yeah. Boy. Is yeah, that the first dog your family's ever owned? Because I had Dom on a couple weeks ago, and he said it was the first that they've ever owned. Well, my family has owned a dog. And I had one. We had one when I was like three, and he was oh. really good. He got hit by a car. So that was, oh. <laughs> that was, I don't know why I'm, why I'm laughing. But, uh, um. But yes, yeah, since then he's the only he's the only dog. Never thought it would happen. Never thought my really? mom would cave. never thought Diane would cave, but she did. Wow, man. So yeah. I'm I'm glad to hear, man. You gotta you gotta send pictures or something. I'm I'm curious to see what he's looking like. Yeah, now. I will. I will. I'll send you some pics for sure. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. But uh so now as we do, as we've done just about every week now, uh it's customary to have the guest induct something into the ever so prestigious. Uh tell him about that Hall of Fame. We've seen uh uno get inducted we've seen uh what else we've seen bowman baseball cards get inducted we've seen mangoes get inducted it's a plethora of everything in the world so matt perry let me ask you weeks in the making what is your official nomination for the tell me about that hall of fame you know i've been thinking about this 
for a while now. And if I ever had, I was thinking, if I ever had the opportunity to sit down with Jacob Bradley, the one and only, what would I induct? And I was thinking, I was thinking, and there was one person that came to mind. And that is Rochelle Hartraft. Wow. So I would like to officially introduce Mrs. Hartraft, Senora Hartraft, to the Hall of Fame. Man, I'll tell you what, and I'm pretty sure of this. I might be wrong, but I know Mrs. Pento is a loyal uh, viewer of the podcast. She might just be heartbroken that you, that you picked Ms. Hartraft. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Pento, I love you with all my heart, with all my heart. Um, yeah. Um, but I figured you already represented by Jack. Everybody loves Jack. Absolutely. So he's like, he's like, he's your baby, literally. So like, <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I, th I think she'll be okay with it. But, uh, but I just saw uh, Mrs. Hartraft a couple weeks ago. I went to go pick my brother up from, um, from baseball. And I also saw Coach Terzini. But really? Yeah, it was a who's who of walking through the, <laughs> the, the office that day. But yeah, uh, Mrs. Hartraft came in. And um, I forgot that, you know, she's, she's from uh, this neck of the woods here in Oswego. And I haven't seen her running around yet, but I'm sure wow. she'll be around. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have her for just the one year or two years? Yeah, I just had her for the one year. And I remember hearing stories before I had her about her and her cart and everybody called her. Oh. <laughs> so I missed I missed the senior cart raft phase, but I was there for what was that 11th grade? Yeah. In your year, I was there for it. Yeah, man. She um, we, she I forget what the scenario was, but I think uh, she was the only one that was eligible or could teach the certain class. And, uh, and yeah, we'd be sitting outside of that. I think it was room 310 maybe or something along those lines. And uh, here she'd come through the elevator with a cart with all the stuff on it, Man. ready to teach. That's legendary. That's uh, legendary. She, she's underrated, I'd say. She's, she's underrated for a Spanish teacher. Yeah. She groomed us up into the Mrs. Pento golden era. She did. She yeah. did. We wouldn't have been able to flourish with Mrs. Pento. Well, I'm sure she disagreed with the word flourish, especially for some of us. But you, yes. But for some of us. That's true. I'm sorry to disappoint. You're listening right now, Mrs. Pento. I'm sorry. I didn't do the seal of biliteracy. I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh, man. You're just opening up old memories right here with the seal of biliteracy. But I'll apologize <laughs> as well that I didn't do it. I mean, but let's be honest, Mrs. Pento, about midway through the year, I don't think you wanted me to do with the seal of biliteracy. So we'll just, <laughs> let's be honest. I think I saved you a bullet there. But, uh, <laughs> But either way, Matt, uh, that's a that's a very appropriate. Um, what is it now? Sixth inductee into the the uh, tunnel about the Hall of Fame. I think, man, we're racking them up now. But but there yeah. you go, uh, the one, the only, Mrs. Hartraft with the N, the silent N. Yeah, forget it. Is inducted into the tunnel about the Hall of Fame. Uh, but now we're gonna move on. Uh, why don't you go ahead? Because this is uh, we had a long distance one uh, last week when I interviewed Lexi because she's in Baltimore. Why don't you go ahead and say how how far away you are from me currently? Uh, I don't know the exact mileage, probably around, probably around 700, I'd say. Yeah. I'm in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Right. Um, I'm sure you don't know where that is. It's about 40 minutes south of Raleigh. Oh, right. uh, Campbell University. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at right now in my dorm. Right. Yeah. I mean, it looks awful pleasant. It looks a little dark, but uh, yeah. But you're just glowing right now because of, because of all the contrast in the back. You're just glowing. Yeah, exactly. But uh, what's the what was the move like, man? Because you go from a place that I don't want to say is almost kind of um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for, like like pushed together as Liverpool, like one big community, 
uh, to some something like uh, North Carolina, where obviously the weather's different. But like, what's what was the move overall? Like, how how smooth was it for you guys? Um. Well, my family's in in South Carolina. They're in okay. a little far, uh, probably like twenty minutes away from Myrtle Beach. Oh wow! And um, and so that's where I live. My school is here in North Carolina, but right. Um, the move, it took some adjusting. It definitely yeah. took some adjusting just because, you know, you don't know anyone there. Um, we're kind of in, in like a, a development where there's a bunch of old people that live around us. So there's not like a ton of kids running around or right. um, people to make like immediate friends with. Um, and I'm, I still haven't made like friends there okay. um, at home. Um, so that's been, that's been difficult. Um, but definitely having family all living in the same house makes that easier. Right. Like take a whole day and just go to the beach. Yeah. Like, I think that'll be a good way too. this summer. I'll just like go to the beach and meet people at the beach. Right. Um, and that'll be really good. Yeah. Um, as far as here at school, it's so much because like now I got to drive like 20 minutes just to go to Walmart. Yeah. Superstore in the area. <laughs> wow. And, um, so that's that's taken some adjusting. Luckily, I found a bunch of people here that you know are really good and and I can hang out with. And, and that's good, man. There's no replacement for the people I have at Liverpool. Oh, that's, that's okay, man. If we got to be replaced, we got to be replaced. But oh, I mean, wow. you still keep in contact with a lot of people from Liverpool, or is it have you kind of surprisingly fallen fallen out with a few people? Um, the past few weeks, I've tried to reach out to people mm-hmm. and just see how they're doing and saying what's up. Um, yeah. Uh, but. You know, friends-wise, not really. I've just yeah. kind of, you know, had my head down and and doing work here and right. pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, and and you mentioned, you know, you're reaching out to people. That's so important, man. I can't even stress it enough how important that that is. Um, especially now that we're all kind of moved on to college. You know, you don't know where people's mental health is. Sometimes even a text message, uh, especially from somebody of the caliber of you, because I know so many people think so highly of you that a text message ask it. Uh, you know, how are you doing from, from Matt Pear? And my, I would certainly brighten my day. I'm sure it brightens somebody other people's day, but, um, but yeah, man, it, it's so important to, to just check in on everybody. Sometimes, you know, you never know what they're going through at the moment. So sometimes even a small text message that, Hey, what's up? Could, you know, yeah. maybe help somebody's day get a little bit better. So, and you're the yeah. right person to do that too. You, you got, you got a good head on your shoulders. So you're aware. You know how to make a guy blush. Jacob. Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I say, man? It is Valentine's day, right? So, Right. It yeah, is, you got any Valentine's Day plans, man? Uh, nope. I am gonna just do some homework and call it a day. Yeah. You know, I th- what is it now? Nineteen strong for me. Valentine's days with no plans. So yeah, <laughs> yeah we're rolling. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a little peek behind the curtain. We are filming on Valentine's Day. We're so this will come out the following Thursday, obviously. But uh, but yeah, man. So. Uh, you know, you, we kind of just touched upon it and stuff, but, um, you know, t- t- walk me through, uh, like how, uh, all your friends in, uh, at Campbell university and how you've kind of been able to, uh, to bond with them and some, of uh, some of the characteristics about them. Yeah. Um, so before I even got to school, they had one of those, uh, one of those introductory, uh, Instagram pages where everyone would post their stuff and, you know, you try to find roommates. Right. I was kind of worried because Campbell is not, you know, a big, you know, social kind of place. There's a lot of uh, very country people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a country guy. I, you know, <laughs> I grew up, you know, working on a farm. So right. 
Um, but I was just kind of worried that there weren't going to be people like me. Uh -huh. um, but I was lucky enough to find some kid and I, I started talking to him. His name's Derek Hill. Okay. Um, and then he added me to a group chat with a bunch of other guys. Right. Um, and then, you know, the first day of school, we kind of met up and we just hung out. And then slowly, we kind of just added more and more people to the mix. Yeah. And I remember once we were playing, we were out playing basketball and one of my bro buddies bought, brought his buddy to play with us. And at first I was like, who the heck is this kid? Like, <laughs> I don't like this kid. Yeah. And it turns out now he's, he's my best friend. Wow. And so, yeah, it's just kind of funny how, you know, you keep adding on these people and you never know who you're going to like best, I guess. Yeah. Actually from Rochester. For New really? York. I guess New York people just stick together. I don't know. Yeah. Blood yeah. brothers or something, right? Yeah. Some kind of bond there. I don't get it. And that's how all the good friendships start, right? You know, you, you start thinking, eh, I don't know about this guy. I don't know. Yeah. You know, he kind of roast me the wrong way. And the next thing you know, boom, you guys are, you guys are good friends. So, uh, but no, nah, man, I'm happy to hear that for you, but, um, no, and I'll ask one more uh, Campbell question and then we'll keep going. Uh, yeah. What are you studying up at Campbell, man? Tell us about uh, your studies and what your future plans are and all that. So at first I was um, biology major on the pre-med track. Okay. Um, first semester I did some thinking, deep thinking about my future. And uh, I realized I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to work really? those hour weeks. Yeah. I want to have time for, you know, my family and my kids, especially. Right. You know, I'm so blessed to have kids someday. Um, and so that's not something that I wanted. And I had also realized that I really liked chemistry. Okay. And I was really good at it. really liked it. I really enjoyed it. My professor was good. So I was like, I'm going to pursue this a little bit. So I switched my major to biochemistry. Okay. Um, not sure if I want to pursue some type of higher education after this yet, um, you know, to become maybe a professor or, you know, do my independent research or something like that. Right. Um, but, you know, definitely something working in a lab. I can definitely see myself doing that. I really enjoy lab work. That's awesome, man. Look at you. Yeah. Making big boy decisions. How about that? Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, and you'll, you'll be great at it, man. You're genuinely, and I know I, I, I don't want to keep uh, bigging you up here and, and make it, making your head a little bit too big before I tear it down a bit. Uh, I mean, you're one of the smartest kids, like statistically and physically that I've ever met. Like, like, why don't you go ahead and share the exact rank that you finished at at Liverpool? Oh man. Well, are you building me up here? Or are you tearing me down? Cause no, I'm building you up, man. Come I was on. number, I was number seven. I was right. number seven. I can count on this in many hands. How many people finished ahead of you? Like, yeah. I need like 10 different people's hands and toes to, to fit where I finished. <laughs> yeah, number seven. Lucky number wow. seven, yes. Yeah, man. I mean, but whatever you put your heart to, and it's, it's always seemed like that with you, that you, um, you know, you know what you want and you're going to go after it and you're going to take it. And, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously I, I, uh, I'm going to root for you and I'll be there and support and hopefully see you, you know, doing some, some little chemistry with some, uh, some beakers and pouring some, some acid and some other acid and seeing what happens. Yes, but uh, yeah, man, uh, looking f I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to the future for you. Thank uh, you. Now let's 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 take it to the past a bit. Let's talk about uh, about your uncle Carl. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, and his farm. And tell us about. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and lay out the basics? Explain the farm and all of it. All right. So essentially, we, uh, me and my siblings and my cousins, were. Uh, 
basically it's basically child labor. <laughs> now, I hope the government doesn't listen to this podcast, but if it does, it's not child labor. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. Okay. So my um, my parents would send us every summer to go work on my uncle's farm in Cooperstown, New York. Okay. Um, where he had multitude of animals, cows, pigs, chickens, um, and very many things for us to do. So we would get sent there, and usually we had there were probably usually about four people there per summer. And he had this big house, um, so we all you know slept in rooms, and and we all you know lived there throughout the summer. And we got paid for our work, so it's not technically child labor. <laughs> but, um, it's all family; it doesn't count. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we were helping him out, and he was giving us invaluable life life lessons. So it was it was a mutual exchange there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we would you know bale hay, we would split the firewood, um, work on automobiles, um, you know whatever he could find for us to do. A lot of odd jobs, um, you know whatever whatever we had to do, we did. Right. No, and and I, I'd always I'd always remember because you know we play baseball and stuff together. Um, you know, okay, Matt's only available to about midway through July, and then he's off to Uncle Carl's farm. But yeah. uh, and I know you've shared only a, a few stories, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into it. What are some of the uh, the fun activities that you guys like to do over at Uncle Carl's farm? Oh man, well, last summer, Fourth of July, he was insistent that he set up something that's never been done before at the farm. <laughs> So we had some big expectations for this this Fourth of July, um, and it was also a big family reunion. We had a bunch of people, and, okay. and, and that was good. But so he set up, and he lives in Fly Creek. So there's a creek that runs throughout his property. Okay. And there's a big hill on the side of the field, and he was like, "I'm going to set up a zip line over the creek for this Fourth of July." Wow. So he finds some old junky zip line, <laughs> it out, and he cleans it up and he puts it over the creek. And he's like, all right, guys, you're going to get on and then you're going to drop in the creek from the zip line. And we we're like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> and um, so we all get out there in our swimming trunks. And I was a little hesitant at first, you know, who wouldn't be. Right. Um, I got some I got some yee cousins who were definitely into it. And they got up there <laughs> and they went down yelling and screaming and. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Finally got up there and I did it. It was worth it. Can't say I regret it. I'm sure, man. It's, you know, it's one of those things, right? Only white people could do it. You know what I mean? Like, like, it just seems like one of those things that like you just stereotypically put with the white people, but come on, man, it's gotta be fun as hell. Like I know you had a blast doing it. No, it it was fun. And the other thing that we did was plywood surfing. And I know, I I think I've told you about plywood surfing before. Um, and that, oh my gosh, that's so much fun. So for those of you who don't know, plywood surfing is when you take a piece of rope and you tie it around a piece of plywood and then you attach it to the back of a car. Um, and then you drive through a field and in circles <laughs> until the person falls off. Um, wow. And so that's really fun. And if you're really cool, you don't use any rope to hold on to. You just kind of stand there and yeah. try to stay on. So what are you, are you really cool or do you got to use the rope? Oh, no, I never use the rope. Never use uh, the rope. Too cool for the rope, huh? No. <laughs> How long have you been uh, you've been going to Uncle Carl's Farm since you could remember or what? Um, I think it started when I was 12. Okay. I would go there. So yeah. from 12 to about, I don't think I went there last year, 12 to 17, a good five years. Okay. I would go. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, I, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I, I believe not only are we talking to a, a well-rounded individual, but to relate uh, Uncle Carl's farm, uh, we're also talking to a movie star, aren't we? Yes. You. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I remember that, man. It was a masterpiece. It's in my top 10. Wait, did you ever watch it all the way through? I think so. I think I pulled it up one of these days in uh, in English class. The 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 movie masterpiece that was. Uh, yes. You got to remind me of the title. What was it called? It's uh. You can find it on YouTube under Killing Time, um. And if you look up Chelsea Chelsea Wenner, I think posted it. Okay. Um, it's my cousin, and um. It should be the title screen should be like a a field an open field or something like that. We'll put a link in it in the bio for sure. If oh, anybody wants yeah, to watch absolutely. It. Yeah. But yeah, um, walk me through that, man. What was that all about? Well, we had done, I can't remember if we'd done movies in the past, but we'd done like stupid videos, just put them mm. together just for fun. Right. Um, and so my younger cousins had wanted all that summer, they'd wanted to make a movie. Um, and I was like, I don't really know if I want to be in this, this <laughs> a lot of time. I was like, maybe if you guys write it and produce it, I'll just show up and be in it as long as i have to put no work in that's fine like leonardo dicaprio exactly you just show up (laughs) that was my role i just showed up yeah and um and so they came up with the whole plot by themselves um and you can look at all the credits if you go and watch it and see who uh, produced what but um yeah so i was part of that and i was very happy with with how it turned out i was very impressed you know what? I'll tell you what, man. Like I'll poke, I'll poke fun at you, but I, I was too. Like I could tell you guys, you put your hearts into it, man. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were knocking around. Right. Walk me through the star-studded cast. Who else was in it? All right. So we had, um, we had John Paul. That's okay. my little brother. Um, we had Mikey Mans. That's my cousin from my mother's side. Um, and then we had Mac Calvino, also cousin from mother's side. And then we had um, Frankie and Luke Wenner from my mother's side. And then obviously Carl, Uncle Carl was in it, um, star of the show. Absolutely. um, And his wolf shirt at the ending there. (laughs) He had like wolves howling. I vaguely remember it. I kind of remember it. I have to refresh my memory and rewatch it sometime soon. Yeah, so that was, and me obviously. Yeah. That's part of it. That was that was the cast for that one. Right. I mean, it just it seems like, you know, uh, up at Uncle Carl's farm, it, any anything goes. It, yeah. It's just all about having fun. It seems like that that's that's the main moral of it all. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Always got to find something fun to do up there. Absolutely. Is that it for your acting career? You're looking to do some more. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I get, you know, called into action sometime, but I'm not going to go out actively seeking, you know, to be a movie star. Yeah. We'll get your IMDb page function yeah. out here so <laughs> <laughs> all right man uh uncle carl's farm man uh i i don't if it's still active it's still up and running it still is but i think he's he's trying to trying to move somewhere south because that's where most of the family is now right um so he wants to be around family yeah um so i think he's trying to sell that at some point right maybe, maybe start another farm somewhere who knows why not we'll get uncle carl uh Re-envisioned, re-imagined. That's right. <laughs> With all the all the, the gadgets and all them stuff. So it'll yeah. be it'll be great. But uh but basically what I what I brought you in here today, uh we talked all about you and we got all, everything going on with you and everybody caught up with what's going on in Matt Perry's life. 
Uh, let's talk about how uh, the two of us and how, how we've become friends, uh, which is through baseball, I'd say, is appropriate. But yeah. uh, before we kick off, I want to I want to share a story. Uh, actually, I'll share two stories. Why not? That I have about Matt Fair. Um, one is I've given up two career home runs in my life. One of them was to Mike DeStefano, and it was a laser beam. I was pitching, and uh, we were at the Seneca River Northfields, the Majors Fields, and he just he, it like and I don't know if it just squeaked, but it just squeaked over the center field fence. But it was a line drive, like it was yeah. it was a shot. But then the second one was to you. It was well, you hit a home run off of me at Liverpool Little or uh, was it Dewar Road, Dewar Park? Really? Yeah, you did. I'm positive I, it was you. I think I remember you telling me about this, but I, I'm gonna be. Wait, maybe I do remember it because I remember what were you playing? Were you playing for SRN or SRS? It was SRN, and we I believe we were like the Mariners or something, so we were green. Okay. Yeah, I was I was a, I was a little chunky, little belly. I might remember it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I remember it. Okay, here's why I remember it because you were cocky while you when you did it too. Because was one, I cocky? Yeah, one you pimped it. You pimped it, and then uh-huh. as you were running around the bases and, and home, you know how little league works. Everybody goes up around the plate and. And they're hanging out and you know waiting for you to get home. You you hit him with the bowling ball. Oh shoot! Oh yeah. <laughs> and everybody oh, fell down. Man, no. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing. That's one thing that I do regret about my little league career is that I wish I just you know hit it and ran around the bases. Not stupid <laughs> like that. Oh, I really do regret that. Nah, man. I tell you what. At the time, I think I was steaming. I'm like, I'm beating that kid next time he comes up. He's taking one right in the back. You should have. You should have. <laughs> but yeah, two two career home runs, man. One was you, and uh, one one was Mike. But um, so I'll, I'll and here's this is a testament to what we were talking about earlier. How maybe you don't get the the best vibes from people that you wind up being pretty close to the future on. I remember thinking, ah, oh, this this Matt Pear kid, you know, whatever. And uh, and then in seventh grade when we cut the baseball, I got caught. Mm-hmm. You made the team. And I remember uh, people just talking about, like, uh, like asking, like, Matt Saluski or whoever was on the team, like, oh, you know, who else made it? And he's like, oh, you know, we got Matt Paired. You know, he, he's a pitcher. He throws hard. I'm like, who the hell is this Matt Paired kid, man? Like, like you know, whatever. But, uh, but then in the fall, remember, we played on the same team for – I forget the coach's name. But remember Brickman was on the team, I think? Yes. Yeah. Fall ball. Mr. Davis. Mr. Okay, Davis. it was Mr. Mr. Davis. I knew it was a simple name like that, yeah. But you yeah. were on the team, right? And I think mm-hmm. it was me, you, and uh, a third kid, I don't remember who, um, playing shortstop, and we are just fielding ground balls, for, like, before a game or whatever. And uh, you were just talking to me and stuff, and we were just kind of hitting it on. And uh, and I'll say it was uh, – fall ball only is, what, like, maybe three, four weeks? Yeah. So, you know, scary. I didn't really get to know you so much. But then the following spring, right, you went up and played with Coach Jones at the freshman level. Yep. And then I made the eighth-grade team, so the seventh and eighth-grade team. And uh, there was either we were playing a game or we had a practice or something. And you and the, the freshman guys had uh, had came in to kind of watch us. And uh, and you were outside of the dugout and I was inside the dugout. And you just like you were like, oh, Jake Bradley. Yeah, I made the team like all fired up for me. And I genuinely felt that. And I think that was when I kind of turned and was like, hey, this Matt Fair kid's all right, isn't he? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, cause that's I don't even I don't even like I feel like that was so long ago. I, it's I, it really was. And it's crazy. How long yeah. ago it truly was, but uh, but no, man, like I don't know, like I I don't expect you to remember any of that by any means, but uh, that was always just something that stuck with me because you know I I, I kind of went I had it uh, had it a little bit rough with seventh grade and not really knowing too many friends on the modified team, and then uh, and then you came in and just you know to to feel like that you were genuinely happy for me, I, like like we said earlier, you know, it was just 
doing the little bit and like you didn't have to do that but like i genuinely felt that you were happy for me and it made me made me feel like i actually you know accomplished something in a way so i thank you for that i was happy for i'm glad i could change your opinion of me (laughs) yeah man i thought you were a total total a-hole before (laughs) that i don't blame you because i probably (laughs) was i probably was i will be playing around man but uh but now do you i mean then we we'll, we'll just walk through the whole high school baseball career uh we continue uh playing i went up and played freshman the next year when i was a freshman and uh we played together there and then uh we moved on to the jv level and also played together there and then um then you went up to varsity and i stayed down on jv and uh and then unfortunately we got the season cut short for uh for senior year but uh so uh, the small amount of times that i have played with you just always great memories and great laughs and everything on those yeah yeah no i definitely you know 10th grade JV, I think, was when we really, you know, started to become yeah. good friends. And, right. and that's what I remember. I remember, you know, when I wasn't playing or you, when you weren't playing, we'd just sit on the bench and just, you know, talk and, and yeah. chirp a little bit, a little chirping. I just I just remember that. And then the classes that we had together, we would always Absolutely. You know, have a lot of fun on those. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I always will say, like, as much as I, I loved everybody that I played baseball with and stuff and how much fun it was, it was always those that because like, I mean, you'll know, I won't name any names, but you'll know some of the kids that it's like all I do is talk about baseball and it's all they want to do is focus on baseball. We're like, as much as I do love playing baseball, I also loved the banter and the stuff that wasn't really baseball related. And, yeah. and I, I like guys like you guys like Naime and obviously guys like Matt Saluski and Dom, who we played with. Um, you know, I, I never felt like it was all serious all the time, even though we probably should have taken it more serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but no, I always I always would look forward to it, man. The the four man group, me, you, Matt, and Dom, always, yeah. you know, having having a great time on the bus and all that good stuff. Yeah, it always was a good time. We'll have always to get a reunion going, man. Getting all four of us back together. Maybe rent a bus or something. Get all the baseball. Just have a good time. Yeah, baseball. man. You got any memories you want to share? Any that spring to mind? Um. I just remember, <laughs> I remember, um, I can't remember, I think we were playing Beeville, because I remember we were at the Beeville Fields on okay. JV, and I can't remember who missed a fly ball. <laughs> Somebody, I feel like it was, I don't mean to call you out, and I mean, if you're listening, but I think it was Naimeen that missed a fly ball or something, and he, or he was running back, and he like tripped, and I was sitting on the bench with with you and i can't remember who else was on the bench <laughs> and uh coach pascal is like do we have anyone that can catch a ball <laughs> and i just started dying because it was so sad yeah you um, see i can't i can't laugh too hard because i remember that game and i know exactly what you're talking about um we had injuries or something like darian hurt his arm i think and i think i want to say even i might have been a little bit thinged up and uh yeah and I got I got the start, which was rare that year. But I got the start in right field, and uh, and the sun was just directly <laughs> in my eyes, man. And uh, I remember whoever played center field, maybe Jagger, possibly Jagger, was like, "Hey, man, you need you need sunglasses? Like, I got you." And me thinking I'm Mr. Tough Guy, I can beat out the sun. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. What do you know? First ball is like directly in the sun, and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm not seeing this thing." And I dropped it. And you know, I had a Pascal had a short fuse for me that year, so I was out of the game. I think yeah. I want to say we put in another guy who missed the fly ball. He was out because yeah, no, he missed it. No, yeah, because I remember the time he said it, it wasn't you that dropped yeah, the fly ball. I, was I don't remember because I, I already already got benched. Yeah, because I don't remember you dropping it, but I remember whoever it was dropping it 
Yeah. Um, yeah, mine wasn't as bad because I, I, I like I feel like mine might have been more in the gap too. So like I kind of had an excuse to not catch it, but yeah. And and the other thing too was it hit the person's glove. I remember it hit the person's glove and fell out. Yeah. And I think that really made Pascal angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was funny, man. That was funny. Yeah, I I do remember him being like, "Can anybody catch a fly ball?" Yeah. But no, nah, man, it was it's always it was always fun, man. And and like. It was guys like you and guys I'll, I'll throw out Casey and Joe who were like on the bench too, always just trying to you know make us make us crack, make us laugh. Yeah, yeah. and it was always fun, man. It it took the bad out of a good situation or took the good out of a bad situation. Yeah, in a way, I agree. Yeah, I agree. but then I mean, and another I'll throw out another memory too. But uh, just this past summer, like you know, I I played with uh, Coach Sisto for the summer, just to kind of whatever you want to write out the last chapter of a baseball career for me or whatever. And uh, we had that one senior night and all the boys got back together and you came up and I just, I, you know, it was, it was awesome. Cause you know, we went from, and I'll tell you this too, this is another kind of personal thing, but um, when, when we left uh, school that day, the, the fateful day in March, about a year ago, 13th, I think it was or something like March 13th, something along those lines. But, uh, but we were in Mrs. Pento's class uh, when we were all like kind of getting ready to leave and stuff. And I had left early and I don't know if you were walking with me or you were in the class or you might not even been in school at all that day. But um, but I had left and, uh, you know, got in my mom's car and we took off. And I remember like the first thing I thought in my mind, because when I knew you were moving over the summer was like, man, I might never see Matt Perry again. Yeah, and it kind of kind of crushed me a bit. Not going to lie. Yeah, no, I was so I was really glad to be able to go out and play with you guys one last time. Yeah, it, it was it was very like that picture alone with like however many of us it is like eight of us or yeah whatever. And it's like man you know i've played with you guys since you know all of a lot of you since i was you know since we were 10 11 yeah. so it was, it was very nice it's a great i still have it on my phone it's one of my favorite pictures yes it is it is a fantastic picture yeah i, I do think about you guys and all and and baseball all the time right really do i'll never you know yeah no it was it was just fun you know like that's that's all it really was what it was it was just fun even though like, uh, you know, some of us didn't have the similar experiences or, or whatever. Or some of us were miserable. Uh, it was fun to always – it gave me something to look forward to, you know, yeah. get to see you guys and get to play with you guys and all that. And, and yeah, to have all of you guys back for that one night, it was – I just remember that was, like, the most fun I'd, I had playing a baseball game in, like, geez, probably since, like, Little League or something. So No pressure, just all – Just having up. fun. The way baseball is supposed to be played, man. Yeah. It was good times, man. But, uh, but yeah, and, and, you know, obviously – uh ho- hopefully i more than down to just ever talk like if if you ever just want to hop on a zoom call and talk because you know it's been great I, yeah. i've loved having this having this episode it's one that i that instantly popped in my mind when i'm like oh, i'm gonna fire up this podcast we'll get matt perry in here we'll talk and have a great time but uh but no and and, and hopefully like through this and stuff you know we'll get to do uh some bigger groups and like i'll get you in with a couple of the other baseball guys or whatever and we'll just have a have a nice little trip down memory lane, you know, for old time's sake and keep, keep all of us together and, and in each other's memories and stuff. But, uh, that's so, yeah. no, so, uh, you know, we'll wrap things up here. Cause I know you got a, you're a busy man. You yeah. got to go, uh, get the grind in, you know, hit a, hit a little flex if you want. <laughs> oh, you want me to flex? Yeah. Flex for the, for the camera, for the YouTube. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, before I let you go, man, you got any, uh, any projects or any of that stuff, any social medias or anything you want to plug? out there for the world um, yeah i guess i'll plug my instagram i'm not totally sure what it is let me check here for you okay so it's matt pair with two t's p-a-r-e 30 okay so that's my instagram 
Awesome. Yeah, not still on the TikTok grind or anything? No, nope, got off TikTok. I was wasting way too much time. Yeah, I, I'm probably a few steps away from doing that myself. Sit here wasting time. Yeah. But uh, but all right, man. As for as for myself, uh, you could catch us on um on Instagram at tell them about that. Uh, as as I just slandered TikTok, you can follow me on TikTok. Uh, Jacob underscore Bradley. You'll see all the little clip bits of the episodes and stuff and. Uh, you can join the Discord, which is which will be a link in uh, the description. All you have to do is click it, and I think put in your Discord information, and you're in. You get notifications, all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, Matt Pear. I've loved this. This has been great. El gusto es mío, as Senor Pento and Rochelle would say. <laughs> I can't even act like I know what that that way, <laughs> that I know what that meant, even though it was like what seven years of Spanish. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what it means either, but it sounded right. So. What was the one you used to say? Uh, Aldea Super Chungo or whatever? What was, oh, what was that one? It's an idea. Oh, shoot. I, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Dude, it, it's so, it's, it was so repetitive, but then all of a sudden it just leaves our mind. A Tenido Un Dia Super Chungo. There you go. Yeah. So you heard it from him. El Tenido Aldea Super Chungo. From Matt Pear, from myself, I've been Jacob Bradley, and this has been episode number seven of Column About That. <laughs> <laughs>